sorry. I go, Chihiro, come, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, what'd you call her? And I said it, you know, and he goes, do you know what that means? And I said, what? He said, that means a clitoris in Persian. I said, shut up. He's like, yeah. I was like, I've never heard of it. Just hit up the FBI or CIA. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so dumb. Can someone tell me the difference? Um. <laughs> no, the FBI <sighs> listens to our phone calls and then they send it to the CIA and the CIA comes after you. I think the it's FBI the is too busy going after Hezbollah. Hezbollah? <laughs> what about yeah, Herbala? Is that? Is that? <laughs> Is that still an organization? Oh my gosh, we could we uh, create a herbala and like do like a women's <laughs> terrorist organization. So welcome back to season three of Persian Girl Podcast. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. This season, me and Natalie are starting herbala because there's Hezbollah. Why not herbala? What about yeah. that? I'm, I'm gonna create a GoFundMe for herbala. <laughs> So in this episode, we came full circle from season one, and we interviewed a sex coach. I actually looked up the term. It's like clinical sexologist, which I thought was really interesting. Kind of sounds Wait, like a sexologist is really a thing? It's like a mixologist sexologist. Yeah, mix martinis. <laughs> so not one of the... They make orgasms. Sexologists. They make orgasms. They make different types of orgasms. <laughs> and um Um, yeah i really like this episode i hope i don't know i feel like me and you got really personal again and um, as usual a little too personal (laughs) as as usual without further ado (laughs) enjoy this yeah well i don't even know what do people say whatever you know the drill whatever uh, whatever keep listening whatever they do yeah this is the part where the episode begins yeah. Well, let's welcome our guest to the episode. Uh, we have Doris Micheletti. I don't know how to pronounce your last it's name. Micheletti. It's oh, well, Micheletti. My, my Persian last name is Yadidi. Oh, um, oh okay. That sounds right. <laughs> We're right. And then um, the la- my I took my husband's name, which is Micheletti. So yeah. So is that Italian? You got it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't that hard to get, but I'm trying to pretend like I'm like so into it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you really. <laughs> it's a cold shirt. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Doris is a sex coach. We met on Instagram, like <laughs> how all people meet these days, apparently. And um, yeah, thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It's really fun. I love yeah, talking I'm about so sex. Excited to have you. Um, for I think for me and Millie, having a sex coach on kind of like feels like we're coming full circle from our first ever episode. Um, for any of our listeners that are like hardcore listeners, you know that our first ever episode was originally called "Like a Virgin Fucked for the Hundredth Time." Um, But then we changed it to just like a virgin. Um, But in that episode, we touched base a little bit on shame of being sexually active in the Persian community, uh, lack of sexual education, girls lying about... Yeah, I actually, I want to play a little tidbit from the first episode of our podcast. Okay, yes. Good idea. And that was me and Millie when we were super unhinged and thought that nobody was ever gonna hear our episode and that this was just a fun project for us to like get our own feelings out and like something therapeutic for us but look at where, where we are now yeah um, and it kind of feels full circle to have the start of our third season be someone who's actually a professional in 
sexual education um Mm -hmm. and who couldn't who grew up like knowing how we feel um so I guess let's let yeah, you Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. What <laughs> what even is a sex coach? So what yeah. do you do? How did You're you get into this? How old are you? Where you are. Oh gosh. Okay. So um I grew up in well, I was born in Iran. Do you want the whole story? Yes. Yes. So I was I was born in Iran. We left um Iran in 1979, moved to New York. For me, it was quite traumatic because I didn't know English. Nobody told me like, oh, you're moving country and, you know, you're going to go and things are going to be completely different. And so, you know, being in New York, I was different. I looked different. I, nobody spoke to me. I didn't speak any English. And my only saving grace was when my brother would pass by the window at this yeshiva, which was complete wow world to me. And he would wave, and that was like my moment of solace, of like this, this, I couldn't wait to see him again, you know, in that window, knowing that it's okay, like things are cool. Um, And then my parents hated New York because it was too cold, and so a friend had said, California is the best. So we moved to Los Angeles, and I grew there, I grew up there, and um moved to South Africa to be with the love of my life and had children and then South Africa got kind of you know wishy-washy with crime and we decided to move because we didn't want to raise the kids there and then um we kind of now in between Los Angeles and Italy and we we work around the world so you know he's in the film industry so like I say we we Travel the world one film at a time. (laughs) (laughs) So I do my sex coaching and um, I'm trying to actually get certification in becoming a intimacy coordinator for film because I know so much film and I know so much sex. So together with consent and all that, it works really well. So that's, that's my little shooting star at the moment. So. that's so interesting i never thought about like who's behind the scenes of when they shoot um like a sex scene in a film but it's so interesting because there was an interview um i forgot who it was um that i think she did a it wasn't a tarantino film i forgot what it was but she was saying how like the sex scene was so horrible and like they tried to use like butter like a stick of butter uh, like it was like this like whole like horrible thing and i'm like wow like some people really get sexually abused in, in, in oh, absolutely. it's not always like comfortable it's not like the actors aren't always having a good time it's yeah yeah, really, like, yeah made to be a safe place for them and i think like it's such an awkward awkward feeling you know it's really an awkward feeling and before it used to be like okay well as an actor i can never say no where now, I mean, even the guys are happy with like, yeah, please bring it on, bring it, bring it, because they want to also feel secure in that. Yeah, it's a vulnerable place to be. So, um, but it's but it's cool. So yeah, that's a little so, bit about me. So sex coaching. So I basically empower people. I educate people in in knowing what sexual pleasure is and what their sexuality is so for example women who've never experienced orgasm or they've never really um dealt or looked at their vulvas i gotta explain vulva really quick before i carry on um so you have everybody calls it a vagina but the vagina is the birth canal where you know babies and babies come out penis goes in usually um (laughs) usually right so (laughs) um so that's the vagina what encompasses oh wow you have doris just brought out a beautiful prop (laughs) it's a beautiful prop and i'll show it to you guys on whenever we we go things but anyway just a quick explanation this whole thing which is the vulva this is the vagina okay so the the vagina is part of the vulva and you've got your 
your labia, majora, labia, minora, you've got your clitoris hood, you've got your clitoris, which we will talk more into in further about, but this whole female genital is called the vulva, not the, not the vagina. So when you hear me say vulva, just know that what it is. Yeah, the um, whole thing. The whole, the whole, what do you call it? The whole prize or the whole, yeah. <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm rambling. So what was I saying? We were talking about um, comes you for so like basically like you like educate people on what pleasure really is where it comes from because like most people think like oh like the penis goes in the hole and then that's pleasure and I'm supposed to orgasm from just from that and like nothing else has to happen exactly so um, about eighty percent of women have orgasm with clitoris stimulation mm-hmm. it's only twenty percent women do they have um, orgasm with penis and vagina or whatever else um, in the vagina? Penetration, yeah. Penetration, yeah. So a lot of the time, you don't need to really be inserting anything in unless that feels good for you um, in order to achieve, you know, orgasm. So So, I'm assuming no one really taught you this growing up. (laughs) Your parents didn't talk to you about yeah, my mom said. Yeah, my mom said this is when I got my first menstrual period. My mom said, "Pesaron him and I was like, huh? "Did your what? mom slap you across the face?" No. <laughs> Apparently, this is a Persian thing. Um, that like when girls get their period, your mom smacks you to humble you or something. So like, really? That like. What is it, Millie? I, like, I don't remember, because, I mean, no one ever did it to me, but I remember I've heard of this. I've heard of this, too. My mom didn't do it, but I've heard of it. Like, oh, you think you're a woman now, but let me, let me, like, fucking, like, smack the shit out of you. It's, like, remind you that, like. You're still my child. Something like I bet you it's, like, a suppression. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, um, personally, like, I think Persian parents think, like, teaching us less is going to stop us from doing things. But teaching us less just makes us do things wrong. Absolutely. Not like doing anal to prevent losing your virginity, which is like no judgment to, you know, having anal sex. But it's just like, I think that's so, what? I knew a couple that actually did that. Like it was a the girl was so naive that she actually thought she's like, oh yeah, me and my boyfriend only do anal because like we're only going to have sex when we get married. And she actually thought that that like, that God was like looking down at her and being like, wow, what a nice holy couple. Like, look at them doing it up the ass until they're married. <laughs> she actually thought yeah. like, that was like- Approved, was, God approved. I, I literally didn't know what to say to her. I was just like, okay, <laughs> nice. You know, um, the, the nice thing about sexuality is there's so much that is sexuality and sex and sexual pleasure where we are all trained to think that sex is just penis and vagina. Remember like um, Bill Clinton, he said, I never had sexual relations with that woman, but he did, you know? Yeah, he didn't penetrate her maybe, but you know, um, fondling and all that is- Performance of fellatio. Pleasure, fellatio and cunnilingus. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why I really always like found all those words funny and <laughs> as we grow up without knowing what it is oh you want to give you know just a just a rude <laughs> one but anyway um going back to what I do is uh so men who have you know erectile challenges maybe uh early ejaculators or delayed ejaculators or men who can't get hard body image issues I deal with a lot of that and you know shame and guilt especially when it comes to uh, religious people and then the list goes on there's people that you know they want to take another step um, into you know uh, enhancing their sexuality or there's um, sexless relationships where they haven't had sex in years if not months so that 
all comes out into what I do. So I don't know if you've like encountered or if you have any clients who are Persian or Iranian. Not, not at the moment. No, I would, yeah, cause I would like to, yeah, I would love to have some Persian people come, come through and discuss so, because I think a lot of, especially the women or, you know, I, I really think that they, they need that education. And like I say, always, everybody, because we don't get educated properly at school about or from in our home, um, I feel like three sessions with a sex coach and, and you will be golden in the sense of you'll understand what sexual pleasure is and how to actually be really present when you are being sexual. And, you know, sexual can be from kissing to, you know, cuddling to, you know, caressing genitals or breasts or, you know. And I know that Persian girls worry about virginity, Jewish Persian girls, especially. And, and you don't have to, I mean, the whole hymen situation is interesting, but you don't have to not be sexual and yet keep your hymen, if your hymen is still there, there's, you know, and if that's important to you. Um, to a degree, some, some people's um, virginity is really special to them, and, and I respect that. And others feel really indifferent about it. And for some, losing their virginity is like something quite special and quite sentimental, and they wait for that one person to really to really nurture them and they give them, you know, their themselves. Um, and in, in that spectrum, it's that person's choice, really. Well, what um, is your, what, like, what would a conversation look like for you if you were consulting with a Persian woman or who has these desires to have sex but is so like crippled by the fear of losing her value as a woman if she does engage in in sexual activity because that's like so many persian girls i mean like what we're saying like they they seem like they have a big sexual appetite but then they do other they do everything but that and i don't know women it's not the fear of actually losing their virginity it's the fear of people knowing like personally like I've heard a lot of stories of like, these aren't things I was supposed to know, but like somehow came back to me that like certain girls in the community like have been sexually active, but only with non-Jewish, non-Persian men because they didn't want anyone in the community knowing that they lost their virginity. And they knew that if they slept with a Jewish Persian guy in the community, it would get around and everyone would know. I feel like for a lot of people, it's not this fear of like, actually losing it because like nobody's checking anymore like i've i we had a phone call with you before the episode and i told you that in the past episode i mentioned that there was someone i knew and she told me that her mom um when she got married the night of the wedding when they like consummated the marriage she had to wear a pad like a big diaper pad thing to that's show it. her mother-in-law the next day that her hymen broke and that she bled no one's I don't think anyone's checking that anymore. I would hope that we're past that. Yeah. Um, but like what, like, what do but you- Don't forget that like um, old school Persians, they also would check the mail to make sure his semen was, was okay to have, you know, children with. Really? Yeah. That was a big thing. They would go and he would have to, I don't know if uh, they do that as much again as much as they do now, but um, I remember, how would they check the semen? Like, what does that well, mean? You go to the doctor, you ejaculate in the cup, and then they they check your semen to to see if you can bear children. In the if you can, you know, uh, if your semen is healthy enough to be able to fertilize an egg and. I think create. my uncle actually did something similar to that, not checking the semen, but I think checking to make sure that genetically they were like compatible and like the doctors told them not to have kids because 
their kids would have like immune deficiency disorders or something and like actually one of their kids like has like a very low immune system yeah um, so like i feel like people still check that sometimes to like make sure you're you don't have similar genes for same disease because then your kid has a higher chance of getting that disease right so i think that might also be part of it you know it's like um when when so-and-so is going to get married to so-and-so, all the moms start talking. Oh, what do you know about, you know, this family? And it's like everybody talks to each other and kind of like checks in and makes sure it's a decent family. Okay, yeah, you can go date the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, in a weird way, it's kind of sweet. In a weird way, yeah. <laughs> I know multiple families who have hid cancer, have hid different types of diseases, have hid like not gotten divorced until all their kids were married. And then they're like, yeah. okay, now we can like tell everyone that we have these diseases and that we're getting divorced and blah, 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 and that we're not the perfect family. But like a lot of parents like hide so many things until their kids are finally married off because they don't want to hurt their kids' chances of getting married. Oh yeah, it's, it's such a struggle. And you know, as, as long as that narrative stays in the dark, I think, the the continuation will happen i think um that's just us as a society coming together and saying okay that's ugly behavior we shouldn't we shouldn't participate like that or you know the next time someone talks shit about another girl you know or says that you 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 guys have to be the ones to be like hang on we're being judgmental this needs to stop she is for example, sexuality. It is our birthright to be sexual beings. We were born to have, I mean, uh, in utero, there's uh, masturbation and self-pleasure. So- I didn't know that. Yeah. And so we are, we are to have pleasure. And, you know, going back to Jewish Persian girls who decide, okay, their virginity is really important to them. And so the hymen is really important. So you could do everything else. Don't break the hymen, you know, in order to orgasm, know your body, know what makes you tick, know, you know, go down there, touch yourself, get excited about touching yourself. It's not dirty. It's not shameful. It's part of you. And the more you honor that sexuality, because sexuality begins with oneself, first and foremost. If I don't know how my body is going to work and I've never touched myself to be able to communicate that with my partner, I'm just going to be there. And, you know, um, for, for couples, sexual compatibility is so important. And if it's not, then it wreaks havoc on the relationship. You know, um, especially when there's shame and there's guilt. Well, I don't want to do that. I feel dirty doing that or you know, I feel there's so many in the head kind of narratives that happen that really blocks your sexuality. There's there's women that are so disconnected with their vulvas and their breasts and you kind of go, it's not necessary. It really is not necessary. And it's all the messages we get growing up. It's all the all the signals, all the judgments and and um you know i told my daughter she's 18. i'm not an idiot she's you know going to go and have fun and um i've said to her you decide you want to bring the boy home and your room is your sacred space you decide you want to bring the boy home cool with that because she's going to do it regardless regardless of me saying yes or no she will do the act that she wants to do so do I educate her? Do I give her the correct tools? Do I give her condoms, share condoms with her so that she is safe and, and knows how to protect herself and knows that mom and dad are behind me and if shit goes down, I've got, they've got my back. Wow. Or, or do I just say, you're never going to have sex until you're married? <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Do you see the difference? The contrast there is so illuminating. And so throughout 
her life, even my son, who's 15, he could tell you the female anatomy like that, where things are. It's amazing. But wow. does he choose to want to have sex because it's a taboo and he just wants to get that out of his system? Or if he does, then he's educated. He knows where what's going to happen. He knows the risks. He knows um, how to protect himself. And he knows how to talk to a woman. When a woman says, stop, or I don't really feel comfortable with that. He knows it means I've got to just, you know, it's a constant check-in. She's not happy. I've got to pull back. So I wish more women would raise their sons like that because the amount of times this week alone, I've had friends tell me that they went on a date or something with a 28-year-old, a 30-year-old, that when they said, I'm not comfortable with that or please stop, they're like, oh, no, come on, but it's 2021, woman empowerment, let's just do it. It's 12 o'clock, why not have, like, like, if more women would just raise their sons to be respectful and raise their daughters to know that thing, these things are okay, like, so many less shitty things would happen. I feel like also women wouldn't let shitty things happen to them if their moms would tell them like this shouldn't be happening this should be like that's so like yeah but go on like the way you're raising your kids is but how do you have these conversations without it being awkward like how i they sound like your kids are taking it it's never been awkward from day one this is your penis this is your vagina (laughs) the funniest story i have to tell you the funniest story so my husband was helping my brother put up a sukkah a few years ago and one of my nicknames for my daughter is and so I say that in front of my brother I go come blah 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 and he goes what'd you call her and I said it you know and he goes do you know what that means and I said what he said that means a clitoris in Persian I said shut up he's like yeah I was like I've never heard of it that's so random. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. I didn't know there was a word for that. <laughs> yeah, I was I'm saying about a chichulu or something like that because I called but, her chichulu and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the title of this episode. Where is the chichulu? <laughs> the chichulu. Yeah, the chichulu is really easy to find. You just need to know where it is. <laughs> oh, um so yeah it's i find um it's really key that especially young women like yourselves figure out what you like in your own bed before you go anywhere else so okay okay so when i brought up earlier like what i was referring to actually was um to make it more clear was when you are raised around so much shame and guilt about sexuality and fear it does manifest physically um i myself and i know many other girls not persian also just like could be from other backgrounds that they grew up you know being told that oh sex is painful sex is bad you know women lose something all these things that you actually it manifests physically you develop a very intense fear of penetration and like i know people who they thought there's this condition i think it's called vaginismus where it's like you clench up so much because of the fear that it it makes your like you're impenetrable and like you think that there's an extra skin down down there like i remember i went to my my gynecologist and like I remember hearing from other people like, oh, you're going to tell your gynecologist, like, uh, I think mine, like, is going to tell my parents if I go see her. Like, there's, it's crazy how, like, we are in more modern times. Like, yeah, no one's checking the hymen, but I do know girls who, like, are afraid to go to their gynecologist to even check about these things because, like, they think there's something wrong with them because they can't have sex. And, like, how do you... um go past that sorry I know I I just asked like a million questions but it's like how do you get past that kind of fear yeah um it it becomes a very get out of your head and tune into your body there's techniques to use to get out of your head I mean it's not going to be overnight it's a constant practice that you have to get out of your head and start really 
if, if you had come to me with that question, and as you said, Coach, I would say you need to go and figure out what feels good for you before you jump into someone else's bed. Because I feel that the more you understand your body, the easier it will be to relax with somebody else. Yeah. And, and the more aroused you are, the less it's going to hurt the first time. Some people don't even hurt. Do you know what I mean? So it all, it all begins again with, with, with yourself. I mean, there's, there's boys even that they, they want to masturbate, but do they have a safe space to masturbate. Do I, do, am I, I'm sitting in my room and I'm a 15 year old boy sitting in my room and I'm trying to like masturbate. Oh my gosh, I hear my mom coming and, and, and then I ejaculate and I clean it up and there I'm sitting there. And so that kind of pattern then becomes, evolves into your manhood, into um, when you're engaging with a partner. So then because all this is happening, you feel like, Oh, I'm back in that 15-year-old's bed, and I have to, and 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 you just ejaculate quickly, or I mean, yeah, you ejaculate quickly, and that's where some of those issues arise. Is is how you learn to masturbate, and that how it interprets into partner sex. So, even if you penetrated, I mean, with vaginismus, is you start with like a Q-tip, right, mm -hmm. and then you go bigger. And you go bigger, and there, it's a it's a thing called dilators, and and it just slowly opens you up to a point where it's not so it's not so frightened anymore because really it's just the shock that it's just not allowing itself to open up. But I think the more you come out of your head, and the more you're comfortable with your partner, and the more you start really concentrating on you know the senses and and your sensual pleasure uh the less the vaginismus that that fear vaginismus is a different thing but that fear is um kind of dissipates yeah I mean, usually everyone is always like girls are like oh just get really drunk and then like you won't feel it like <laughs> but, like I, mean, I don't like yeah, it, again, it goes back to personal preference and what is it that is important to you? Is it just because you want to lose it because you want to lose it? Yeah, cool. If not, then, you know, um, and if you're with a guy that really takes care of you and really is soft and gentle, then I think you're in great hands. But again, um, I would start with self because ultimately it begins with you, sexual pleasure. Even if you're with a guy and he says, so what do you like? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to kind of lingus you? And you're like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. Well, what feels good for you? I don't know. Do you want me to penetrate? Uh, okay. But what is that? I mean, do you know what I mean? Do you get, mm -hmm. do you get what I'm saying? I mean, Honestly, I've had, like, I've had guys ask, like, oh, like, where, like, they're like, oh, every girl has a different G-spot, like, where feels good, like, what, where should I go? And sometimes I don't know what to say, so I'm just like, oh, just, like, start moving around and I'll tell you when to stop. Yeah. And they're like, they, like, look confused, they're like, what do you, what do you mean you don't know? I'm like, I don't I'm not sure, like, I've never, like, gone with a mirror and looked at where exactly it is, but I know it's down there. And like, I'll just let you find it. Well, you can't see your G spot. Exactly. So I don't know what to tell them. So I'm just like, just start moving around, and I'll let you know when you've reached. Them. <laughs> so <laughs> the G spot's really easy to find. Actually, it's easier than the male prostate, I think. But is is the clitoris the G? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so, I know no, that sound. Okay, like I'm, I'm bringing you back to this. No, and we're going to talk about this. For the record, I know how to pleasure myself, but like sometimes I don't know. I, I love you. <laughs> okay, so the G spot is internal. And okay. believe it or not, females ejaculate. 
Yeah. Yes, you know this? Not, I don't, not every girl I know has, but, like, yes. well, is that, like, squirting? Yes. Okay, well, yeah, I've, yeah, like, I've, that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I can't. But isn't it just pee? No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. That's, that's a rumor. That's a myth. Oh, okay. Does it, does it smell like pee when you've done it? It's not pee. No. No. I've never. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I know have never done it, and I have though, but I can't control it. I can't make myself do it. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. When you're relaxed and in a certain position, yeah, definitely is. So they okay. So back in um, back in the ancient times, mm-hmm. it was the elixir of life in a lot of cultures. It was for longevity. Men would lap that up. It was like the elixir of life, like. That was the juice, the essence of wowness. Okay, it's like bone marrow, but like what is it actually made of? If it's not so, it's um, it comes from your prostate. Um, so I thought we don't have a prostate. We do. We 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 have a female prostate, and it's so. Let me show you. No, you know, so, what? Yeah. I think it's good that we're able to admit that we don't know everything because now we're giving the listeners opportunity to learn. Absolutely. We know everything. Oh my gosh. Let the other people learn. Yeah, there's so much, there's so much to know. I mean, even about the penis. I know we're talking about a lot of women's stuff right now or vulva owners. I mean, who cares about the penis? Um, Through them. I want to know. (laughs) (laughs) I I know enough about them. They're they're fine. (laughs) Where's the female prostate? Is that the G spot? So so here's the thing. So the clitoris. Is okay, so if this is your vulva, this mm-hmm. is your outer lips, these are your inner lips, okay, and these help protect everything inside, okay. So, usually, when you're not aroused, your, your clitoris is hidden. When you start getting aroused, um, it starts to really show itself up. And so here is your pee hole. Right mm-hmm. above here is your clitoris. Okay. Sometimes it looks like a little penis. Sometimes, yes. And I'll tell you something else. I'll show you something just now in, in, in one second. Okay. Um, and so this is where it should go in, right? Stay, penis, stay. Um, so, so. If you go into your vagina, if you go all the way back, you'll see how deep you are. Mm-hmm. And if you pull back two thirds or go in one third, okay, there is a ruffled little area that kind of feels like it's like ridged, you know, like corduroy pants. What they feel. Mm -hmm. So the corduroy pants feeling is right up. And you got to go like you're going to go towards your belly button kind of. And so this motion of come hither is what feels really good there. I love your face, by the way. (laughs) Whose face? Billy's face. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why it's making me like... We know okay. it's funny because recently um, someone had like no one's ever done that before, but someone has where they do this like come hither motion, and I was like, oh whoa, okay, no one's done yeah. that before, but that feels great. But the thing is, this is what I'm talking about. Like talking about the aspects of penetration, like makes me kind of queasy. Like it, like I still associate it when I'm not in a sexual context. I associate it with pain. Like okay. I that's. Like, it doesn't, it's not like I always feel pain, but when I talk about it, I'm like, oh, like that feels like that doesn't sound like it would feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think the come hither, she means like with a finger, not, but you mean any penetration? Yeah, yeah. No, of course, I know what you're talking about. And I, I felt that within myself. I know, but. Um, <laughs> so you have reached there and you felt it? Yeah, but I don't like to feel myself i don't know it makes me really like honestly i don't like fingering myself i don't i don't like yeah i just like outside stuff i don't really like yeah i want to ask if this is like an actual psychological thing or a physical thing because i saw a tiktok that someone posted and (laughs) like 
oh, Millie, stop. Leave me. Okay. I watch TikTok. I'm 25, whatever. Okay. So I saw a TikTok um, and it was like this girl and she's like, wait, and she like wrote, like, wait until the boys find out that fingering ourselves, we don't feel anything unless someone else is doing it. Is that psychological? Because I really don't feel any pleasure doing it myself but if someone else literally someone else's finger is doing it and suddenly it's pleasurable like why is that um it could just be that you're really aroused and so um the 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 feeling of containment that something is there while you're being aroused um could 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 be the thing and it could be that you know um when you're by yourself feel you know go get a dildo and try it out or like a sex I mean, toy yeah, no, like, i have a vibrator i like my vibrators because i don't like i guess it's similar to like if i touch my own thigh i'm not aroused but if if someone yeah. active two touches my thigh i'm like whoa i'm wet yeah, because i feel like that's a lot of the excitement of sex it's not necessarily like the exact physical movement but it's like that someone else is yeah. interacting with your body it's like two that's foreign true. people yeah. exploring yeah. each other or whatever i like that Learn <laughs> people experience. Yes, I'm actually gonna foray into erotic novels. <laughs> My next endeavor. But don't penetrate me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That yeah, that's gonna be the title. Don't penetrate. <laughs> you can do everything else, but but yeah, I mean, I think I think if um, well, no, I just think a lot of men like because of a lack of education or maybe other women are saying that they like this but they're so rough with their hands and it's like what do you think is down there you can't just like go in there like fresh and start jabbing at it it's crazy and that's like every man's go-to thing it's like stop doing that yeah instead of rubbing it like they like poke it like it's a button they're like "Mm." and i'm like oh my god like one girl told me like in high school number one this guy had nails like why do why would a man like cut your fucking nails but he like literally made her bleed because like oh god yeah it's 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 rough out there (laughs) (laughs) i think every man before being allowed to have sex with a woman has to pass a course next time a man wants to sleep with me i'm like i want to see your certification like you need a license to drive a car you need, you need to go and talk to doris to and she'll give you like she'll give you a little prescription that you pass the test and voila there you go but you know i mean that's that's the thing is they never so they've never i mean my heart goes out to guys because they have to know all and be all in, in any society. And so this, this, I'm, and as and soon as you start saying, oh, this is not getting good, or this, then they feel so bad. And they start going into this whole narrative up here of like, oh my God, I'm stuck at this. And then, so then they try to overcompensate and then it just goes terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if, if they don't know how to pleasure a woman, um, it really also affects them quite, quite dramatically. So my heart goes out to the guys because they have so much pressure on them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the key, like you, you guys have been saying, the key to um, etiquette in the bedroom is communication. If you cannot tell your partner or your sexual partner, hey, that's not feeling good, or slow down and I like it like this, then um, maybe you should rethink stuff. Because I think first and foremost, communication in the bedroom is very, very important. Otherwise, you're gonna get the guy finger fucking you with the nails. I, I do think cockiness according <laughs> to size. I love Millie's face. <laughs> you see, I always tell people who are coming on the podcast, I'm like, we need to do Zoom because seeing Millie's little expressions <laughs> says so much. Like sometimes she'll go silent on an episode and I just tell the listeners, I'm like, wow, if only you guys could see Millie's face right now. Yeah. It's like so much. Yeah, we need a talk show instead. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think cockiness according to size makes a big difference in performance and how hard they try to please you. It's, it's like how pretty boys feel like they don't need to have a personality because being pretty is enough. 
Well, like guys with pretty dicks, like feel like they don't need to have any other like talents. They're just like, yeah, this is enough. You get, you get, you get one that's just amazing in every aspect. So um, I can't. And, and you know what? In all honesty, size doesn't matter. One. <laughs> size does not matter. Oh, not at all. Like, really, not at all. Like, even they're too big and it's so uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Can we I mean, can we talk about the myths of vaginal tightness? From my understanding, it depends on how aroused a woman is. Well, don't so some girls have a wide set vagina? Is that not a thing? I don't think it, that's a thing. Some girls are more narrow. I don't know. Um, everybody's uh, different. Okay. Um, and I think. So we've got a muscle that's the, called the, um, the PC muscle. It's um, in order to engage it and to know where it is. If, you have a, if, you, if you're peeing and midstream you clench, that's your PC muscle. Um, the, the stronger that muscle is, the more pleasurable your orgasm is and, um, and the, the tighter that it feels. So, and you oh, can, you can what Kegel exercises or yeah, the Kegel, okay. yeah, the, the Kegel exercises, or you can. Um, I don't have any here, but they're these little crystal balls. Um, you can insert, um, and but you have to like know what you're doing, and oh, yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, and then you yeah. like clench oh, one, and it's inside like, of you. Really, didn't yeah. you try that before? So, so tell me about like. Um, Vaginal tightness. I mean, vaginismus. Have you been to the gynecologist? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was something I I struggled with. Like, bef- before I had sex, I was just, like, I really thought there was something wrong with me. And she's, like, she just, said, like, she was really nice. She's, like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just extremely nervous. And, like, it's psychological. Like, you know what I mean? And and honestly, still, like, when it's, when you haven't, like, when you have sex for the first time in a while, like, it just kind of hurts. Like, you have to get used to it. I don't know if that's psychological or anatomical. So, so, yeah, I mean, it also has to do with, like, are you lubricated enough? Um, are you wet enough? If not, perhaps use some lubrication. There's some really amazing organic lubricants out there. Guys can be really uh-huh. annoying about lube. They act like you're, like, personally offending them. They're like, oh, why would you need lube with me? Like, I can get you wet. Let me show you. And, like, try yeah. to. And I'm just well, like, what? Like, well, this isn't about you. Like, why is everything about you? Yeah. I mean, you can, that point, you can just say, you know, it just feels so much nicer for me because, uh, there's less friction and it's smoother and it, mm. and it penetrates better and it feels really good. I feel like at this um, point, like I should just buy my own and carry it. I will be like, oh, I've never had to buy that before because I'm just really good at getting girls wet. And I'm like, what <laughs> competition? Well, you know, you can just, you know, you know, they sell coconut, um, uh, oil. Oh, you know what? I thought onions. about trying coconut oil because like, yeah, I like coconut oil or aloe. And weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, coconut oil is oil also smells great. So maybe I'll just yeah. try that. Just make sure it's organic. And um, if you're using toys, I wouldn't use or I wouldn't use um, coconut oil. And also, um, not sure if coconut oil and silicone condoms go hand in hand. It might not. Yeah. So water-based, um, like. Uh, as liquid, uh, I mean, I can I can email you a couple of recommendations of really great lubricants that you could just have in a small little bottle and just you know when you know you're going to be intimate with a guy, just rub some down there and you wouldn't even know. Also, guys can make you feel so weird if like you come prepared to something. They're like, oh, like you do this all the time. Like, oh, like you always carry these with? like. They make you feel uncomfortable to ever come. I love your man impression. Giving me life. But here's the thing: you have then that choice to say, "I'm I am a woman that is comfortable within my skin, and I don't really care what you say." Or you know, 
I mean, at that point, it's just like a complete turnoff, and it's like, oh, well, I don't want to do anything with you. I mean, at that point, if a guy acts like that, it's just like, oh, I'm sorry that I want to be safe. Like, how about we not do this at all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important. It's it's being authentic to yourself. It's being, you're taking, it's self-care, really, just to make sure that you're okay. And I think it's important because... Again, we go back to my favorite saying that sex begins with self. And you need to really honor yourself and that what you need is what you need. And if you need a little bit of lube, sweet. If you need a, you know, a condom, sweet. If you um, don't feel like you want to be penetrated, that's okay. You know, it, just because you start kissing the guy doesn't mean... You can't at any point say, I've had enough. This is, you can withdraw your con- consent at any moment with a big erection or not. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of people are getting hurt because they feel like, oh, I'm in it now. and They I'm feel like really, they owe the person something. I can't. Uh, I'm obligated now to finish. And it's like, ooh. And it's like, no, you're not obligated to do anything but to be authentic and honest and to yourself. Yeah, I also... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I've heard guys give, like, my friends the weirdest excuses for why they should just do it. Like, one guy was like, oh, it's 2020, like, woman empowerment, like, just do it. And she's like, why is that a reason for me to sleep with you, like, like right now? Like, what, like yeah and like another guy recently told my friend like oh like well we're hanging out and it's and it's like 2 a.m why not and my my friend was like because it's 2 a.m i should sleep with you like he's like yeah, yeah what else are we gonna do right now and she's like i don't know literally so many things like um but millie what were you gonna say um yeah those people are jerks i luckily haven't encountered any i mean Maybe I don't. I don't know. I would just like would cut off all communication. It's like okay, I, have to, I have to add this in. I'm I'm sorry, but no, you get what you. Uh, what's the word? You get what you withstand. Yeah, you only accept what you think you deserve. Like, well, not even that. No, I don't believe that. But I I I believe that if. Uh, how do I say it? So there's a there's a specific word I'm looking for, and it's not coming to me, and I don't know why. Um, but you get what what you withstand. You know what I mean? So um, the girl is there until two o'clock in the morning, and the guy's going, "Well, she must like me. It's because she's here until two in the morning." And then she gets upset because he wants to maybe like it closer. And that's his only way of knowing how to say, hey, I want to be intimate. And she's saying, well, isn't there something else we can do? So there's this like lack of communication on both their parts because she obviously likes him and she wants to be there until two o'clock. But the, the signal he's reading is completely different. And so I think both parties are responsible. Well, there, there's a side note to this. Before coming over, she told him, like, listen, I'm not interested in having sex. I was just like, I don't want you to have any expectation of that tonight because it's just not something that I yeah. want right now or that's going to happen. But not once, like... Anytime I know a girl who has said that to a guy and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Not once has the guy not tried to still have sex. Like, I, I don't think there's ever been a guy who's taken that statement seriously from yeah. like what I've heard from Well, I feel like if you have to vocalize that with someone really strongly, then they probably are someone who doesn't respect those yeah, and that's, ideas. And that's, and that's, again, going back to your values. Oh, to it, he's obviously not respecting your values and your boundaries. So are you going to carry on or are you going to say, okay, this is not for you and I. And yeah. You know? So there's so many, there's so many 
situations that guys put themselves in, girls put themselves in. I know I'm just being really gender shit, but you know, we all put ourselves in weird situations at times because we feel like we can't really talk about our truths. And I think these days, sexuality is so easy to just have one night stands here and there, um, where I feel like women and men have forgotten how to be romantic and how to woo each other. And, um, you know, that's kind of being lost and it makes me a little sad. No, I agree. I think sex has become like kind of detached and performative and like there's so many studies about how millennials are like the least sexual generation. Um, It's like, yeah, we only have sex because it's like, oh, okay, well, now is the time we're supposed to have sex and it's like, that's a bit, exactly, like we're... Like I'm bored, I'm getting on my Tinder and it's it's a bit sad. And part of the, the thing that I really liked about quarantine was that people that started like dating they really started to talk because they couldn't they couldn't go and meet each other up this was like the first few months of real like quarantine and people really engaged in conversation they were getting to know each other on this level of you know intimate talk where i'm getting to understand who you are and then rather than and 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 just leaving the physicality for another day for some people yes but also (laughs) like it actually it i know from what like i this is something that's like everyone is talking about how dating has sped up in like an uglier way actually there's like there was that aspect but now it's like oh like restaurants are closed just come over and come over turns into oh let's cut let's watch a movie oh let's cuddle let's have sex and it's like people are immediately going into sex and also like i don't know there's so many people i know who are like so you know uh, what like virtue signaling on their instagrams but like i know that they're like meeting up like hooking up with people like every night you know like different people um like about covid they'll write like on their like Uh, on social media like oh if you're traveling like you need to go to hell like or if you're you're canceled if you like go if you don't wear a mask while you're standing outside and it's like no 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 people aren't getting covid from like eating outside at a restaurant like you're spreading covid because you're like meeting up with like random people on tinder you know apparently the cdc posted like covid friendly sexual encounters it's like oh both you and your partner wear a mask and lay down on opposite sides of the room and just masturbate in the same room yeah yeah outside. <laughs> maybe outside in the garden <laughs> <laughs> which really could be quite fun <laughs> yeah well I, so i also wanted to ask on because I know that there's probably someone listening to this who like I know so many women who have never had an orgasm or have trouble um like reaching one do you have any tips for achieving that absolutely get a vibrator so I read something really amazing (laughs) which said why would you use a vibrator when I've got my own hands yeah why would you wash the clothes and you know by hand if you've got a washing machine (laughs) (laughs) no that is a good point honestly i just don't feel anything with my own hands i'm just laying there like kind of like helpless and bored Um, yeah well you need to engage in some fantasy maybe or um and and if you if you get creative enough, I think. Um, and I mean, I love it, my vibrator. I'm. I'm oh, I, I wish I had two of them though. I'm on my third. Oh, okay, good. So you do have a vibrator. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. No, I I've yeah. had a vibrator since before I was having sex because I I didn't feel ready. I I didn't. Um, I'm very late to like the relationship game and like dating and stuff like that. I was always like. 
just doing things at my own pace. I never did anything because I was trying to please someone else. Um, so I was very, I was like the last, literally the last one out of my, like, let's say like 15 or 10 closest girlfriends to like even start having sex just because I was like, I'm not ready mentally. Um, maybe physically I am, but like mentally I wasn't. So like I was using a vibrator before. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, that's really great. Yeah, but like I still didn't know that we have a prostate and I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly where my G spot is either. Which is bad. I should probably figure that out. Um, well, you'll just so what I'd like you both to do actually is take a nice central bath and really just do it when you know your mom's not there and she's not going to be calling your name or your dad's not going to, you know, whatever. <laughs> when you come out the bath and you know that you, you know, it could be like 10 o'clock when they're all asleep and um, just. Get some lubrication, like some um, coconut oil is fine. And sit in front of a mirror, legs spread out. And really have a look and see what you look like. See how your folds are. See, and just move around with some coconut in your, on your fingers. And just really move around and, and see what feels nice. Ooh, that one's, that one's too much pressure. And just really, I mean... You could do these like little squish feels. You could just run your fingers. Sometimes not direct contact. No direct contact, like you say with the guys. Um, no direct contact. Sometimes just like in between your pee hole and the actual clitoris feels really nice. Sometimes just like rubbing the sides of the lips really feel really nice. If you, if you, if a woman has never had an orgasm, um, they've got these like really amazing, robust, um, it's called the Hitachi wand and it's got like this huge head on it and it sends someone, woo! Um, and, and, and what I would recommend is, you know, putting a towel on your clitoris and, and just really starting to feel what's, what's really feeling nice. The thing about women who haven't experienced orgasm yet is sometimes it could be an experience. Sometimes it could be, you know, um, being up in the head like, oh, is it happening? Is that what it feels like? Oh, is that what is, is it? Have I done enough? Or do you know what I mean? And sometimes not knowing what the feeling is, is that guessing game of like, oh, have I, oh, have I not? So when you get, when you get like a vibrator, um, and, you, and, and that aids you into reaching your, your experience and your orgasm, then um, you kind of know what your body does and what it's supposed to feel like. Do you know Yeah, I, mean? I think like it's, you just have to clear your head and like stop having expectations, stop judging, like Absolutely. all of Yeah, and even, I mean, judging yourself is the worst you could do. You know, you're sitting there saying, I'm so fearful, I'm so petrified of anything being inserted um in the sexual context that you know i'm like clenched up whereas i think if you really were comfortable with a guy um or girl or whatever two guys i don't know then whatever is your your cherry is your cherry and i think the more you kind of control the noise and the monkey chatter and really hone in on your feelings and your arousal. There's a, there's a thing that um, we say is that um, in order to be a good lover, you have to be selfish. That's kind of what it's all about. Really? I've never heard of that. Yeah, because um, selfish, not in this like arrogant way, but like really taking care of yourself and really are being aroused within yourself because when your partner sees that you're really aroused, they get aroused and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? It's this, yeah. uh, it's this, I'm getting off because I see that you're having a really good time. You know, again, we go back to sex begins with oneself. That should become my like catch all phrase. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> So. Um, 
Well, is there any other questions, Natalie, you had or anything else we didn't cover? We're going to help you find your G spot. <laughs> so I want you to really, honestly, um, I think it, the next time we talk, I will ask you if you did your homework. Um, I guess now's a good time to mention that we're going to have you back on for an Instagram live. Yeah. Where you're going to have props and you're going to teach us a little bit and maybe me and Millie can do our homework and get to know ourselves a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Away yeah. from the camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Instagram live, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah, we're pivoting. Um, so anyone who's listening, if you have any questions for Doris to answer, she's going to come on our Instagram. We're going to do a live, as Natalie mentioned, doing some demonstrations and other things. So don't be shy. Don't, really? No khijalat here. I did get a little bit khijalat and I would like laugh or like giggle a little bit and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but if anyone has you. any questions, we'll keep them anonymous. Um, really anything that you want to know we're here this is what our platform is about we're here to answer the questions that you're too scared to actually vocalize and be honest and open about the and like say who you are we'll keep everything anonymous so anyone has any questions for doris let us know and we'll discuss like them i later. always say um everyone who comes to me uh, they are in a safe space mm-hmm. um but they but they're also in a really brave space because they show up and they do the work and they share their stories with me which I really, I feel quite humble and, and uh, really privileged in that sense where someone's trusting me with their, with their concerns. And sexuality is um, not something that you can go and talk to people freely without judgment. So I think if anyone wants to reach out on a personal note and, and you know, have some issues or concerns, please reach out. I have, um, hey, Doris, uh, please like plug yourself, tell the listeners where they can reach you, your email, so, something. Um, my website is sexliberated.com. Instagram and Facebook is uh, the same handle, sexliberated.com. No, no hyphens or anything. And yeah, I'm easy to reach. Via, Thank you so much. Via, Source. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you guys. And I love that we had some giggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Many. I think there's going to be more in the, the Instagram live because oh, yeah. we're, we're just like 12 year old boys. Let's hope. Let's hope there's some boys and guys and, you know, penis penis owners that come on. Penis owners. I'd, yeah, I'd love to do something with Persian guys just solo oh by the way um i saw that you have the t-shirt the the, the sweatshirt that says hey boom yeah <laughs> but there's another one. Oh shit i forgot about it is that um, Mar? no there's oh, uh, <laughs> oh we should put vashi yeah that would vashi be good is, I really, if you make one i would love a vashi one oh, so, we're gonna um, make Big bashy, like my mom used to say that to me always. Big bashy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, good well, one. everyone stay tuned okay. for the bashy. Like sweatshirt, and we'll make it and we'll send you the link to our, our merch website. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, thank you again, Doris, for coming on the podcast. We're going to be posting more information about when exactly the Instagram live is happening. And yeah, look forward to then. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.